What's going on, y'all? This is Nightmare Baller One, and this is another sporadic episode of the Nightmare Effect. Y'all know I don't always do this, but when I do, it's usually something that has piqued my interest, or usually is something that is worth discussing. All right, so I ain't gonna waste nobody time. Y'all all know why y'all are here. Y'all all know what y'all want to talk about, and that's the drama. So, uh, <laughs> I got to eat a, a tiny bit of crow, even though not all the way, because I was in the camp that the CM Punk stuff was 100% of work. It, it stemmed from reality, but it was also a work. And, like, I do believe it started that way at first. <laughs> and I think, like, at this point, like, Punk had, had taken it, like, far beyond like what it started as. So I 100% believe it started that way, but then CM Punk became CM Punk. Let's let let's let's break down exactly what happened. So CM Punk and John Moxley uh, had their world title match on Sunday. I mean, yes, Sunday. And uh, afterwards at the scrum, Punk decided to address uh, pretty much Colt Cabana, uh, the situation with Hangman Page the executive vice presidents and everybody else in between. And it was kind of sad. Cause like, I felt bad for like the innocent by the innocent bystanders that were there. Motherfuckers that had nothing to do with it. That just were like, just kind of there watching him spitball and go wild. I do. I will never forgive CM Punk for putting those people in that position. That's fucked up. I don't even think he's a hundred percent right or wrong, but no matter what that is wrong, like that's fucked up. Cause like a lot of those people, I know, like, yeah, granted, <laughs> they claim to be journalists, but let's call it what it is. Like, a lot of those motherfuckers that go to the scrums, they aren't journalists, man. They're just fans that happen to get to the back, and you put them in, like, one of the most uncomfortable positions that anybody could be in. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, like, just for that alone, he's kind of a dick for that. What he actually said, I, I understand his perspective. But what makes him ultimately wrong to me is not what he said. It's the fact that we know about it. Like, this is not our business. Like, this is, like, real catty, like, bullshit. Like, I shouldn't know about this. Like, if I have issues, like, for example, I'm sure everybody listening to this know True Slayer, right? If me and Josh had issues, right? Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, like, blasting him on the internet so all y'all can see. If we had real issues, I'm gonna holler at him privately. You know what I mean? Like, yo, like, I got this issue with you. You know what I mean? We need to talk about it. You know what I'm saying? You shouldn't do that to like, and I'm not, I'm not saying like, cause me and Josh are friends. I guess that's a little different, but like, it's still your colleague. Like it's catty as fuck to do this in front of everyone. And like, he's fucked up for that. My thing is though, I do understand his point by pretty much the executive vice presidents of, uh, AW, and he should have also been mad at Tony Khan, but see, he ain't say shit to Tony Khan because he feel like he could just say what he want to the rest of the roster, but Tony Khan signed him checks. Well, he, well, he, he also, if he was that fucking angry, he should have also been mad at Tony Khan for not addressing the fact that he wasn't the one that got Coca Banner fired. You know what I'm saying? Because, <laughs> like, really, that's what, that's what set him off and threw him over the edge. You know what I mean? And if you that angry, Tony Khan's sitting right there. You want to air everybody dirty laundry, air Tony Khan's, because Tony Khan never addressed that shit either. He did that shit because he felt like he, he could get over and bully the elite. You know what I mean? He felt like he felt like he had enough allies in the locker room 
that will ride with him so he can say whatever the fuck he wants. You know what I mean? And <laughs> ironically, so do they because they started the fucking company. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Not everybody's on his side because they started the fucking company. Now reports are coming out of different people in the company saying that, oh, uh, we can, we don't see how he doesn't get fired after all this. And I don't either because, like, if he swung first and a melee ensued in the back, like, some of the stuff I read is ridiculous. Like, A still bit Kenny Omega. <laughs> like, a chair was thrown at Matt Jackson. And, and, and from what I get, honestly, from what I gather, the way they describe it, it seemed like the elite whooped his ass. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's what it said. Like, the way, they, the way they're breaking it down, it seemed like he got his ass whooped. But, um, but I understand his frustration. Because if he wasn't the reason Colt Cabana got fired, then all of them should have addressed that. Not just like, you know, not just because it's easy to just be like CM Punk's the bad guy. It's easy to do that. Hell, like, you know what I mean? It's like when, remember when uh, Ron Artest was in the NBA or, you know, Metal World Peace, whatever you want to call him. Like, because of his reputation, he would get blamed for shit that, like, he didn't even necessarily do. Or the intent wasn't there, but because he's Metal World Peace, we're going to roll with it. You know what I mean? Oh, he's, you know how he is. You know what I mean? And that's what that's basically what they did with CM Punk. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and that's fucked up. I understand that. That's fucked up. Just from that perspective, that is fucked up. But that is still not our business. Like, I say all that to say, at the end of the day, that is not our business. I don't blame, I don't, I don't blame... Yeah, Malice at the Palace is a good point. <laughs> and when he, but I'm just saying, like, yes, yeah, I'm saying that's part of the reputation he gained because he did bullshit. But when he didn't do bullshit, he still got blamed because of the bullshit he did. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's part of it the elbow to harden, Malice at the Palace. Like, yeah, for those reasons, like, and other shit like that, he got blamed for shit he had nothing to do with sometimes. Like, he would get suspended when no one else would get suspended. He would get fined when no one else would get fined. Like, they did the same shit to, um, uh, what's it called? They used to do the same shit to, um, Rodney Harrison in the NFL. They used to do the same thing. You know what I mean? Same deal. But, um, what was I saying? Fuck. Yeah, I understand his need to defend himself, but they did not deserve to be publicly embarrassed like that. You know what I mean? They, they didn't. You know what I mean? Because truth be told, if you're that mad with them, you know what I mean? You like you holler at them in front of other people. You know what I'm saying? Like you 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 don't you well you fought, you holler at them in private. You don't holler at them for in the grandest stage so like people can get catty and we speculate and all this other stuff. And at the end of the day, whether you think CM Punk is right or whether you think he's wrong, the bottom line is, and I, I know I talked about Ron Artest, but this is true. Bullshit follows him wherever he goes. This motherfucker <laughs> This motherfucker can be it can be argued. That he is more trouble than he's worth at a certain point. This motherfucker is responsible for AEW being what it is today. If it wasn't, uh, let's just call it what it is. If it wasn't for CM Punk, it would still be us. Like, you know what I'm saying? It was popular. Don't get me wrong. It was popular. But it became a legit, like, like, like rival contender competition to the WWE when he came back. You know what I'm saying? Like, we liked it. And a lot of people liked it. It was successful. The most successful company since WCW. But it became a threat when CM Punk walked through that curtain. You know what I mean? And without him, it's, it's, it's just not like the impact is not there. That's why I understand why they want to keep him. But at this point, do you want to divide your locker room? 
Because if you because there's so many people, Kenny Omega, pretty much all those women are cool with Kenny Omega. The entire fucking women's division loves Kenny Omega. You know what I mean? And Kenny Omega goes, I don't like this motherfucker. I want him gone. You know what I mean? Most of those women are going to side with Kenny Omega. You know what I mean? Like, CM Punk has allies back there. Absolutely. FTR seemed to love him. Uh, the Acclaim seemed to love him. Uh, Lee Moriarty seems to love him. That's cool and all. But there are a lot of people on the elite side also. You know what I mean? It just is what it is. And I feel like if this was... And you got to call a spade a spade. I know some people were saying that uh, he's just too big to like Warlow and Darby. That's another good example. Um, and apparently Sting is a CM Punk guy too. But uh, if... And I know some people are saying he's just too big to get rid of. But at at the risk of alienating your locker room, I feel like you kind of have to at this point. Like you... I, I honestly feel like he shouldn't wrestle another match for AEW. You know what I mean? Because we have to be fair. Like, let's say, hypothetically, uh, this is... Let's, let's not take somebody... Let's say Britt Baker did this, right? Let's say Britt Baker uh, fucking beat this shit up. Like, her and Thunder Rosa, you know, they don't like each other. She embarrasses Thunder Rosa on TV. And then they have, like, a cat fight in the back. And, like, people get fucked up and things like that. She throws a punch. And it's just this big fucking melee, you know what I mean? And then uh, all these other, like, you know, people come in and they break it up. And then let's say she strikes, uh, let's say she strikes fucking Tony Khan in the face. You know what I mean? She's getting fired, bro. Like, you know, she's getting fired. And the, the bottom line is CM Punk is the top guy. Yeah, I guess I guess you're right. I guess that did almost happen. But but <laughs> that's funny. But CM Punk is the top guy in the company. Yeah, you know I mean, and the bottom line is, uh, Kenny and the Young Bucks are executive vice presidents of All Elite Pro Wrestling. Yeah, you know I mean, so essentially they're your boss, and you hit them. You hit them unprovoked. Apparently, them niggas came in there and they just wanted to. They wanted to, pretty much. You went out there and embarrassed them, and they decided to get in your face and like, yo, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, what? Well, why are you doing this? What the fuck is wrong with you? That's fair. That's fair. For you to initiate fucking, you know what I'm saying? For you to initiate the melee, you deserve to be fired. Like, it's just that simple. You deserve to be. Like, because, like, yo, Tony Khan, it cannot be this precedence where this motherfucker feels like. Because, like, honestly, this mu- you can't let him feel like he can just do whatever. Because he used to. This is the same shit he used to complain about. You know what I mean? He used to complain about, like, the Rock just popping in and doing whatever the fuck he wants. Now he's no better than this nigga, man. It's really disappointing. Like, it's really disappointing. So, like, I get why he's upset. But there's a way you do it. It's just that simple. There's a way you do it. I don't want to go as far as I've seen some people say that CM Punk only cares about himself. Because I don't think that's true. Because he's clearly helped put over younger dudes. I mean, hell, dog, like, MJF, don't get me wrong, was a star. But when CM Punk came, look at this nigga. The CM Punk feud elevated him to the point where he was the hottest dude in pro wrestling. The hottest dude in pro wrestling. At least one of. If not the hottest, one of the hottest. You know what I mean? And, like, that's because of CM Punk. Like, he did that. He helped MJF get that. You know what I mean? He helped. Look at FTR. You know what I mean? Them being associated with him has helped them. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I mean, he, he, he tried to establish Lee Moriarty. Um, pretty much when he was wrestling those young dudes on Dynamite, 
and giving them, you know what I'm saying, all this offensive stuff, you could tell he cares. He he does care about the industry. I don't think that's fair to just say he doesn't care about the industry. The problem is this. Yeah, exactly. Oh my God, Jim. Jim said it best. He has done his job, and now he can go. And that's kind of how I feel too. He's done his job. He's given our company uh, fucking legitimacy. If these people decide because CM Punk is not there anymore, they want to leave. That's fine. But you've gained eyes because CM Punk was there. You know what I mean? So at this point, let's move on. Fuck them. You know what I mean? And I, that's kind of how I feel. You cannot hit your bosses and then keep your job, man. He didn't do the job until he drops the belt to MJF. I mean, I guess that's true. I guess that's true. I guess that's true. Arthur ass dropped the belt and be gone. I guess that's true. I mean, but like, honestly, whether he drops the belt to MJF or not, MJF is made. Did you see him at all out? <laughs> like did you like did you see him <laughs> yeah doing business on the way out? Absolutely. Like, yeah, you would think, you know what I mean? But at this point, honestly, I wouldn't I would never I would never have him on TV again. I would mention like look, like on the air, like straight up, like CM Punk do the actions, you know, whatever, disciplinary, blah blah blah, is no longer affiliated with all elite pro wrestling. Like straight up. You know what I mean? And like, bro, I honestly, I know some people are saying that A Steel might keep his job because you don't want um because you don't want CM Punk to get upset. But, like, if Ace Steel don't get fired, like, bro, Tony Khan is a bitch-ass nigga. <laughs> like, look, I understand the idea of wanting to keep CM Punk and just disciplining him. I, I totally get that. There is no reason to keep Ace Steel. If Ace Steel really bit Kenny Omega, this nigga should be gone. Like, <laughs> like this, this nigga should be looking at one, one ads right now. That is it. Time to go, bro. Like, <laughs> like if, if, if that is true... If, if that is true, there's no reason why Ace Steel is still in that company. It's just that simple. It, exa exa exactly. Exactly. Like, Ace Steel should be gone. Puck should be gone. And I think, I, honestly, real talk, I don't even, if, if they just went in there and talked to CM Punk and he started swinging on them and niggas started fighting, I don't think they should get suspended. They, all they did was defend themselves. I know they probably will. But, like, bro, I'm not just going to let some dude beat on me. Like, you know what I mean? I'm not going to listen. And, like, I have no dog in this fight. I'm a fan of all parties. You know what I mean? Ace Steel was uh, one of my favorite characters in Old Ring of Honor. Um, I've been following CM Punk since 2003. Uh, I'm a huge fan of the Young Bucks. I was telling people back in 07, these dudes were next up. And Kenny Omega, I think, is one of the three or four best wrestlers of the past, like, decade you know what i mean so i'm not <laughs> this is not you know what I'm saying? this is not me picking sides it just is what it is bro right is right wrong is wrong he was right to feel how he felt because they didn't they didn't address it they didn't address it absolutely right but that's not our business that's how i feel it's not our business he was a bitch for doing that <laughs> There's no other way to put it. He, some things ain't for everybody, bro. Like, you know what I mean? We wasn't hearing none of this shit. No shit like this at all about this company. And I'm not saying there, was, there wasn't always drama in AEW. Because there's drama in any, any fucking organization or any company where a lot of people and a lot of personalities working. I work, pulling back the curtain a little bit. I, I sell Medicare. You know what I mean? I have, I'm a licensed uh, fucking Medicare sales agent. And niggas argue all day and stuff at my job. Like, you know what I mean? There is all sorts of drama all the time. You know what I'm saying? The problem is that here's the thing. The only people that know about the drama that's going on 
are in 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 regards to like the grand scheme of the company are the people on my team. You know what I mean? The other teams, they don't know what's going on with us. None of none of them, nobody everybody thinks that we're all cool. You know what I'm saying? The other teams have no clue what's going on with us in the actual team. Because all they do is argue all day. I work from home, I be in meetings and calls and niggas just be arguing. You know what I'm saying? But the other teams that we have like the big like powwows with and stuff, they don't know any of that. I always, I always hear like I'm not gonna tell y'all my boss's name, but I always hear um uh Blank's team is always, uh, you know, they're always nice and friendly and all this other stuff. And they all seem to really like each other when in reality, most of them hate each other. But nobody else knows that because it's nobody else's business. That's our business because that's our team. It's not their business. It's not our business. You know what I mean? <laughs> at all, what happened? That's why I'm so mad at him because they had, honestly, I don't think it was a great show. I think it was a very good show. I think it was a very good show, not a great show, but it, it was a newsworthy show, even, you know what I'm saying, before he did this bullshit, you know what I mean, it was newsworthy, MJF came back, you know what I mean, MJF, again, that promo, hottest thing in pro wrestling, he came back, it's not our fucking business, it was BS when they were saying their family and got along when it started, it's wrestling, absolutely, absolutely, and I'm and look, 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 I'm not saying that that wasn't the case, but then you got to remember when that company started, they were just pretty much hiring their friends. You know what I mean? Like dudes they were cool with. You know what I'm saying? So I bet that was the truth when the company first started. Now it's a whole lot of different personalities in this company. And bottom line that I feel like nobody is talking about, Tony Khan used to take control of this locker room, bro. Like, this is going to sound wild, but it's true. All you have heard about the WWE since uh, yeah, MJF said all friends wrestle. Absolutely. When um when when Triple H took over the WWE, right? And I'm not saying like he should like compare himself to the WWE, but this is just facts. The locker room and the butt and and the but overall buzz behind that company, even though I think some of it was jaded, a lot of it was jaded. It seems a whole lot more positive though. You know what I'm saying? Yes, and and I'm, and you told me this yesterday. I'm taking your take slip. This is per. This is why they need someone like the Briscoes. They need it. They need a locker room enforcer. They need people that will grab that locker room by the horns and be like, "Yo, y'all need to get it together." And Jay and Mark would have been perfect for that because if you hear all the stuff people used to say about the Ring of Honor locker room, Jay and Mark Briscoe was those dudes, man. And there's nobody like that in the AEW locker room. Like honestly, the locker. Let's call it what it is. Before all this bullshit happened, the locker room leader was probably CM Punk. And in what world is that a good idea? And what and what in what world has CM Punk been in a locker room and not destroyed it? You know what I'm saying? Just think about it that way. Yeah, but yeah, but Eddie Eddie Kingston Eddie Kingston not built like that. I love Eddie Kingston, but he's not a locker room leader, bro. He's a leader. He naturally leads people, but he's not a locker room leader. Mox isn't that guy either. Mox just shuts shuts up and wrestle. They need somebody who who will legit. If you really want Jericho being a locker room leader. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Jericho is not going to work for me, brother Chris Jericho. The man <laughs> the man that wouldn't let Eddie Kingston beat him in the blow-off match, Chris Jericho? Exactly. Mox is way too quiet. Mox is just going to wrestle. They need somebody that will get in motherfuckers' face like, yo, y'all all need to act better. Brian Danielson would be perfect. He would be perfect. I hope he sees what's going on, and I hope he's the guy that go that gets this shit together. 
Because honestly, they need they need one of the boys, or you know, like I said, if they had somebody like the Briscoes to grab everybody and be like, "Yo, y'all need to not nah, not." Nah. He is he is he is nice, but that dog is in him. Like you know, what I'm saying we've seen it. You know, what I'm saying this is that this this is the perfect opportunity for him to go. Hey, man, this this, this shit ain't gonna work. Like y'all need to act better. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Y'all need he don't he he don't mess around, man. He's about his business. This motherfucker this. This motherfucker turned down the most money he would ever get to go to AEW because he believed in the vision. You know what I mean? And you think this motherfucker wants to jeopardize the vision because CM Punk decided to act crazy? And you know CM Punk would listen to Brian Danielson. We know that. You know what I mean? He, he always says he respects Danielson. But like, bro, he needs to come in and, you know what I'm saying? He, he, somebody, I don't care who it is. Point is somebody. They need one of the boys to do that. That's enough about CM Punk. This motherfucker didn't piss me off, man. Like I'm, I'm sick. I'm sick of the fact that he turned that historical fucking newsworthy show into the fiasco that it is, man. It it, it really does bother me. It, it really does, man. I don't know if it's always all about him, like some people say, but but fucking Sunday he made it all about him. And at the end of the day, whether you're on his side or not, if it's everybody else, eventually it's you. It's just that simple. It can't always be everybody else. It just can't. That's not how it works. That's not real. That's not how that's not how society works. It's not always someone else's fault, bruh. It's not. Alright. Yes, CM Punk is the common denominator for drama. But speaking of the show that he ruined, let's talk a little bit about that show. That, uh, exactly, Triple H said it's their headache now. I'm going to talk about him, too. But uh, let's talk a little bit about that show all out, man. I didn't think it was great. I didn't, I didn't think it was great, but I thought it was very good. I thought it was some really great stuff on it. <laughs> and honestly, like, I'm higher on some matches that some people are, and I'm lower on some matches that some people are. It's, it's really weird. Uh, example, the Jer the, let's talk about the Zero Hour first. First match of the entire thing was Jericho Appreciates Society, Sammy Guevara and Ty Conte, Ty Mello, whatever the hell she calling herself now, versus Ortiz and Ruby Soho. Ruby Soho broke her nose during this match. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't like this match at all. Like, half of the time, like, I was, I was also cooking in the kitchen. So I was, like, looking at my phone, also cooking. I didn't really feel this match at all. Not gonna lie. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't really feel this match. Um, not much else to say. It's just, it's just there. I'm sorry Ruby broke her nose in a match that wasn't that great to begin with. <laughs> sorry, Ruby. All right, the next we got Hook versus Angelo Parker. Honestly, yeah, yeah, Ortiz is just, yeah, Ortiz ain't got his partner, though. That's the thing. Like, those dudes should be tag champs. Those dudes, those dudes should be tag champs at some point. You know what I mean? Honestly, could y'all imagine, like, Swerve? And our glory versus them for those belts, man. Like, I just miss old LAX, man. I miss before they got beat up and hurt. Like, 2018 LAX. Dude, that's what I miss, man. I, I miss those dudes. They'll never be those dudes again, though. We, we've we got glimpses of them. You know what I mean? But you said they had a falling out. I mean, kayfabe, they're still a tag team, though. Like, it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> In kayfabe, they're still a tag team. So, you know what I mean? I mean that's fine, but in in kayfabe tag team, so you you fucking work. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's fine. I, I I don't I don't care. In in kayfabe, y'all are together. So when you come back, 
Y'all need to be together. It's just that simple. <laughs> that's what I would tell them. See that? See that's an example of me being shrewd because I'm Tony Khan right now. You know what I'm saying? I don't care if they had a beef. In kayfabe, y'all motherfuckers are together, so y'all are a tag team. Y'all, y'all are y'all are soon to be tag champs. If I had my way, you know what I mean, because I am the boss here. You don't you don't run this locker room. I do. That's what Tony Khan need to do. <laughs> but he sat next to CM Punk and let him go in this diatribe and didn't stop him. Okay, why y'all why y'all do that? Why y'all made me think about that? Why why y'all? <laughs> I got the hiccups now. Hey, yeah, he sat next to him and let him go in this diatribe, man. Instead of stopping him. But whatever. Exactly. There've been a lot of great teams that hate each other, and what's one more? All right. And next we got Pac versus Kip Sabian. What the what in the pointless fucking match? And oh my god, I, I honestly, honestly, I'm one of those guys I never hated Kip Sabian. I always thought he was solid. I, I just don't see anything. He's a good hand to have, but he should never, yeah, he should never be like in a prominent position at all. The thing with that though is they wanted to set up uh, the, the Orange Cassidy thing, and to me, that's a dynamite segment, but it was the zero hour, so I'm not gonna get too much into that. I got a little rant about a dynamite segment that was on this show. <laughs> but because it was on zero hour, I'ma let it slide. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I just don't I don't get it. Like he's not a bad wrestler. He's a good hand to have. I don't understand the gimmick. I, I don't really get what they're doing. I don't get it at all. But yeah, you know, Orange Cassidy versus Pac should be great. But I want Pac to hold that thing. I want him to hold that thing because he has been defending it all over. You know what I mean? And he's been in England defending that thing. And he's been like, you know, there's teasers to him going different places defending that thing. The Dragon Gate guys are coming to the United States. I'm just saying your motto is in the United States. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Shun Skywalker. United, I'm just saying. I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. That would be really cool. That 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 would be that'd be really cool. I'm just saying. Be really cool. Although, when Pac was in Dragon Gate, when he, I'm always gonna call him Pac. I know it's Pac, but I'm always gonna call him Pac. When Pac was uh in um in Dragon Gate after he got out of the WWE, when he was there, things were drastically different than they are now. You know what I'm saying? Because like as soon as he got there, he was the leader of probably the biggest heel faction that that company's ever had. You know what I mean? That 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 heel faction. Pretty much gradually fell apart after he lost the Open the Dream Gate title. So, like, the whole landscape over there is different now. You know what I'm saying? But it would be cool if, like, you know what I'm saying, some of those dudes come in. Like, it would be so cool if maybe Shun Skywalker just, like, you know what I'm saying, comes in and, like, you know, they, they have, like, a series of matches or something. Because Tony Khan doesn't mind doing that. Tony Khan will give us, like, us wrestling nerds, stuff like that. He will give, like... Hey, this was good somewhere else. I'm gonna put this on TV and put it in front of people. Which is, I, I hate when people complain about that because honestly, that is so different, and that's the thing to do. That makes them totally different from the other place because the other place is not gonna do stuff like that. That that that's a really different thing to do, and like different is how you're successful. That's how they've been the most successful other company since WCW doing things differently. You know what I mean? But that's a bad thing to some people. I, I don't. I don't get it. Whatever. All right. Next. Next. Uh, but yeah, like I said, pointless. Pointless. 
Next, we had uh, Eddie Kingston versus Tomohiro Ishii. The first match was better, but I do like the fact that they, they went 100 miles per hour with this one. Because the first one, they didn't go 100 miles per hour. It got there, but they didn't, they didn't go from jump. I want Eddie Kingston to just get to fight Japanese strong style dudes to the end of time. Because that's, if you know anything about King, he talks about it all the time. That's the style that he, that he honed his own style after. You know what I mean? Eddie Kingston is one part uh, Tommy Dreamer, one part uh, Jun Akiyama. And at some point, I know he said that he wants to wrestle Jun Akiyama. You know what I mean? And apparently Jun Akiyama wants to do it. But, you know, politics, whatever. But, yeah, this match in itself was fucking amazing. Um, for a zero-hour match and, like, a pre-show match, it might be the best pre-show match I've ever seen. You know what I mean, easily, like, four-star-plus match. Great match, honestly. There there was even a, a botch in this. You know what I mean? There was even, like, <laughs> there was even a botch in this that they recovered well. They went so quick that the botch happened so fast they recovered, like, really well from it. And then at the end, there was this weird, like, sequence where they were countering each other. And, like, it, it was just odd, but, like, everything before that was so balls to the wall. Like, yeah, I, I really like that. And, like, th th honestly, I've been a fan of Kingston since 2005. Um, and I honestly think entering this is the best he's ever been. Like, the, the other character stuff, the microphone stuff has always been there. It seems like he finally cares. You know what I mean, he, he's finally motivated to be who he is in the ring. You know what I mean? To just be, you know what I'm saying? Like, now, now he cares about the craft more. I know people go, he should get in shape, blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't ever want him to get in shape. He would lose so much if he got in shape. You know what I mean? It's, it's, pretty, it's pretty clear he is happy. You know what I mean? He's working harder in the ring. And as a result, he's having some of the best matches of his career. And some of the best. The, my favorite match of his career, I'm going to recommend it. Y'all seek it out. Is uh, from CZW in 2007. Him versus Chris Hero. The show is out with the old, in with the new, and in this loser leaves CZW. Greatest match in the history of that company. Phenomenal match. A defining match of the independence of that period. Just throwing that out there. Anyway. <laughs> then, to actually start the show, we had the casino ladder match. It was Clio Castagnoli and Willa Yuta. Penta, Pentagon, Pentagon Jr., Penta L, Zero Medio, Zero Medio, uh, Ray Phoenix, uh, Rouge, Andrade, and Dante Martin, and the Mysterious Joker. I ain't like this match. I know a lot of people did. I ain't like this match. It had cool stuff in it, cool little spots here and there. I ain't in the match flowed that well. I was kind of disappointed. Like, I, 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 I was... I was losing it for the cool stuff. Don't get me wrong. There was some cool... Like, hell, Pentagon came in. And the first thing he did was throw a Canadian Destroyer. Like, <laughs> like, they did some cool stuff. But, like, yo, honestly, I'm, like, kind of over ladder matches, man. I have seen almost everything a ladder match has to offer. Like, I'm... <laughs> like, at this point, like, bro, like, I, I throw them away. I don't need them no more, man. To me, cage matches will never go out of style. Because... There are ways to do cage matches that are always different. There's not too many ways to do ladder matches, man. I'm just, I'm especially multi-man ladder matches. Like I'm just kind of over. I'm not saying it was bad, but like I was a little disappointed when you look at the names in this match. Yeah, like they were like taking too long to set up spots, and it's just I'm tired of ladder matches. I'm just tired of them. nothing against them. Exactly, but like not many people. Like you know what I'm saying. There's not too many other ways to. 
innovate. You know what I mean? It just is what it is. But the Joker ends up winning this match, and it was really cool how it was done. Um, a gang of guys and a bunch of bunch of ninja-looking dudes dressed in all black came, took out everybody in the match, and uh, uh, one of the guys climbed the ladder and took the casino chip. And it turns out it was Stokely Hathaway. And at that moment, I knew exactly who the Joker was. Like, the very, the very moment, I knew exactly who the Joker was. Because if y'all don't know anything about uh, MJF, uh, him and Stokely Hathaway are like this. Before AEW, those dudes, well, when they were both in the Indies together, they were tied together like this. And at that moment, as soon as he took off that mask, I knew it was MJF. I was like, oh, okay. So they're putting them back together. That's actually kind of cool. You know what I mean? And then when he came out, it was funny when he came out, uh, my lady was like watching. She was like, because she was trying to figure out who it was. And then, uh, he, you know, you know what I'm saying? He, he acts like he's going to take off his mask. And then, um, I mean, look, it was only one time, though, Slim. Like, you know what I mean? He paid for the stones, but not Europe. But see, I don't want, if Brian uses Final Countdown, I want him to use it all the time. Not just like, you know what I mean? But, yeah, but he comes out there. He acts like he's going to take off the mask. And then he goes to the back. <laughs> and then as he's leaving, like, I'm trying to figure out, I was like, I think, like, I, I thought it was MJF. I was like, I think it's MJF. It's got to be MJF, right? But then she was like, what confirmed it was MJF for me when he was leaving, she was like, I know that ass that is MJF. <laughs> and I was like, as soon as she said that, I was like, yeah, that's MJF. Because, <laughs> like, yo, women notice little shit like that. She was like, his walk, everything. Don't know the man walk like that. That's MJF. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was hilarious, man. But um, yeah. It, all in all, like that match at this point, this point is out. Then that, if I had to rate it, like maybe like three and a quarter stars, it was just like, bro, I'm just tired of ladder matches. I'm, I'm I'm sick of them. Nothing against the guys. I'm not saying they all didn't work hard. It's a disappointment. All right. And next we got the trios tournament final. The elite Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. Versus Hangman Page in the Dark Order. This match was incredible. I think that the I'm gonna say something controversial. Here we go, controversial. <laughs> uh, I feel like those trios matches on Dynamite are a tad bit overrated. The ones that uh, Kenny Kenny was in with uh, Ozzy Open and Will Ospreay, a little bit overrated. Like look, just a little bit, just a little bit. Um, I seen like some people go five stars match of the year candidate. I'm like, they had a really fun spot fist. Like, <laughs> like, like it was, like it was a, it was a really, really, really great spot fist. Don't get me wrong, but like, bro, they was just doing shit. By the end, yeah, exactly. Like by the end, it just evolved into them doing shit to each other. The um, the match with uh, yeah, and the commercials. Let's not forget. But see, here's the thing. I was what? Look, I was from um. I was from uh, France during Dynamite. I don't never watch Dynamite on TV. I always watch on Fight. I cut on my VPN. I paid that little $5, you know what I mean, for the little AEW service on v on uh, Fight TV, and I watch it on Fight, you know what I mean? And every every week, I'm from France. I'm from France, man. <laughs> like, no, hell no, you know what I'm saying? Um, but, uh, yeah, it, well, I always watch Dynamite Live. But, um, yeah, I thought, I thought those TV matches were overrated. Just a little bit, but that uh that match at the pay per view, the uh young the young butts of Kenny versus the Dark Order, I thought was incredible. I thought it was better than all those Dynamite matches. Like the pacing was perfect, um the callbacks to other shit was perfect. 
the just innovation in that. Like I love I love how they set up the buckshot lariat. Like um Nick throwing it. You know what I mean? I thought that was my favorite spot of the match. And then the finish, the finish is about as perfect as you can get because it still tells the story of like Hangman kind of being a shitty friend of these dudes. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like that finish, that finish was perfect. I don't blame nobody for going five on that. I personally did not. But I don't blame anybody for going five on that. Nobody at all. Uh, really, 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 really fantastic match. Fantastic match. Fantastic story. The right team won. And it's kind of unfortunate that uh, Malachi Black is taking time off. I don't think he's going to the WWE. I think he's literally just taking time off. But um, I think it's really unfortunate because to be real with you, that is the perfect team to put to put these belts on and have them go like a year, two years undefeated with these belts. You know what I mean? But again, alas, not to be. You know what I mean, just a just a aesthetic of um of a fucking um the House of Black and all that stuff. It'd be perfect. You know what I mean? But it's not to be. But the right team won, and I'm excited to see where they go from here. I hate Bobby Fish is gone because y'all know it would have been y'all know the match everybody wanted. Y'all know the match everybody wanted. And you know, Ryder can't go nowhere. So I don't know how they change it up now. I don't know. But yeah, the match everybody wanted, we not getting, unfortunately. But yeah, I went four and three quarters. I ain't go quite five, but I don't blame nobody for going five. Only reason I went four and three quarters is because when I see a match, right, and I go, man, that's a five star match. I feel it immediately. You know what I mean? I don't have any, there's no like, there, there's no like reservations. There's no, you know what I mean? I just know immediately I just watched the five-star match. Like, hands down. Like, like what I what I measure it as, can I show this match to someone that knows nothing about wrestling and they will acknowledge how great it is? I think they'd be entertained by that six-man. I don't know if they'd be, this is a, like, fucking amazing classic you know what i'm saying like aw's had a couple of those you know what i mean where like yo i think like people that don't even like wrestling if they saw this they'd be like yo this is nuts this is great this is like i think and honestly i think anarchy in the arena is the perfect match for that you so you show somebody that knows nothing about pro wrestling eddie kingston dressed like a horror movie villain Pouring fucking gasoline on Chris Jericho. I know my my girl saw it. She's a wrestling fan now. She don't count. And then she was like, "Dear God, he looks like an A twenty four villain." <laughs> I thought that was awesome, man. Like you know stuff like that. And then you know I don't think that that match kind you know quite you know gets there. I, I I don't think so. But still, I don't blame anybody that feels that way. Then next we have a match I think is overly hated. Is it sloppy? Yes. Was it <laughs> was it rustled poorly? In parts, absolutely. And that's Jade Cargill versus Athena. What the Dragon Gate Six Man is a good example. The um the uh the thing that bothers me about people's like analysis of this match was it sloppy? Of course, Jade Cargill is sloppy. You get that. The the lie I've seen told though is that this match had no heat. Slim was in the villain. Slim, Slim was in the villain. Slim, did this match have no heat? Cause like, bro, like straight up, like at at the crib, like the crowd, there was a thing to chant. The crowd was into this. It was just quick. Yeah, you know I mean, and I think honestly, 
all of Jay's matches should be like that. All of Jay's matches should be sprints. Until until she gets more comfortable in the ring, all her matches should be sprints just like that. You know what I mean? I've seen people call this match one of the worst matches of the year and stuff like that. I'm like, bro, what are you talking about? I got a hot take for you. I personally think bell to bell, that was Jay's best match like of her career. Bell to bell. You know what I mean? Did it have a couple sloppy parts where she looked lost? Absolutely. It's Jay Cargill. You know what I mean? But in terms of solo matches, like the the tag match with um with uh what's it called the tag match with uh with Shaq against um Cody and Red Velvet, that's all it's gonna be. Just for the spectacle. Yeah you know I mean but but uh but yeah, but yeah, like but I'm well okay, I get, well maybe that one. Maybe that one. But um for the most part, like I thought that was Jade's like best performance. She should always do sprints. She should always do sprints. You know what I mean? And, like, bottom line, I'm tired of people complaining about her. You know what I mean? Jay, I say this all the time. Jade Cargill has the most crossover appeal of anybody in this company. You know what I mean? Social media is the wave. And there is nobody <laughs> in all of wrestling, with the exception of maybe Bianca Belair, ironic two black women, that, like, when you see them, you go, whoa. Then Jade Cargill. You know what I'm saying? She need like honestly, what will exactly? She's just believable. In 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 two three years from now, you just we we she just needs to wrestle. Stop having to cut the same promos every week, Tony Khan. Do more with your woman. Oh, I didn't talk about the She Hulk thing. I got in trouble for that. I was staring. <laughs> I got in trouble for that. <laughs> but yeah, like she came out dressed as She Hulk. I got in trouble. But um, but yeah, what was I saying? Yeah, like, do more with these women, man. Like, Jade should be... Because, like, yo, she's also a ratings draw. A lot of people don't know that. Like, she's also... He should have her doing more shit on TV. You know what I'm saying? Just in general. And it, it bothers me, man. You know what I mean? Because she cuts the same promo every week. It's the same promo. You know what I mean? It's cut, cut the shit, Tony. And, you know, same promo. She does the same thing every week. She should be on dynamite wrestling still. You know what I mean? Exactly. Cause like, bro, she you want her to get reps, right? The way Goldberg got over, because the Misha remind what they're doing is the same thing. Goldberg got over from being high impact, in your face, quick matches, beating the shit out of people. You know what I mean? And that needs to be Jay. Stop having to have these long, well not long, but long for her, competitive back and forth matches. Like, bro, have her just do cool shit and fuck people up. You know what I mean? The one thing she has that's an advantage over Goldberg is that she can talk. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, bro, just let just let her let her literally just be Goldberg. Be the woman's version of Goldberg. That's that's it. But yeah, I thought this match was fine. I I I, I can't call it like, you know, great or anything, but like, yo, I went like like three. Like three star. You know what I mean? Like two and a half, three. Like it was perfectly fine. I don't get why people were saying, oh, it's bad. Oh, it's terrible. Like it's 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 very weird. It's, it's very weird, man. I don't I don't know. I don't know. Well, I know why I have my own theories, but I ain't gonna get into that right now. Racism. <clears throat> anyway. Uh we got uh next we had the weirdest match on this card. Wardlow and FTR versus Jay Lethal and the Motor City Machine Guns. Um this was nothing. I didn't really like this at all. I thought, honestly, no disrespect to Wardlow. Love Wardlow. Love him. No disrespect to Jay Lethal. Think he's very talented. These niggas were in the way, though. <laughs> they were in the way. Bro, 
just do FTR, honestly. Fuck Jay Lethal and Satnam Singh. And I, I know the main reason they did this is to have uh, uh, Samojo come back. You know what I mean? That's like the big moment and to get that to the crowd. That's fine. But the way you get to this match, the most interesting thing you do is have FTR come out every week. Challenge tag teams. You know what I mean? Go we'll do, what, do what they did with Deanna Perrazzo in Impact where she had two belts. And she was like, yo, you can come out, any woman from all around the world, and you can challenge me for one of these titles. Take your pick. You know what I mean? FTR got three of them. Do the same deal. You can challenge us for any of these titles. Take your pick. And you can pull motherfuckers from all over the wrestling world. Like, literally all over. Like, tag teams from all over the wrestling world. You know what I'm saying? And just put them against FTR. And then, the week before, uh, the, week before the pay-per-view, they go, we've ran through so many teams, everybody, and then Motor City Machine Guns come out. They go, nah, we want the ROH titles. That's what we want. And then you do FTR versus the Motor City Machine Guns, Ring of Honor tag titles. It, 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 that's it. That's it. They're big in the Midwest. They're from Detroit. That's all you had to do. I know they wanted the moment of Joe coming out. I understand that. You know what I mean? But that's such a weird match. It's, it's such a... Such a weird match, man. Like, honestly, Warlow, no disrespect. Exactly. Just having them do an open challenge every week. Just like they did with Deanna Pro. Literally copy that and just go, look, they have three titles. And you can have, like, teams from, like, you can have teams from AAA come and challenge them for the mega, for the uh, tag titles. You can have, uh, hell, you, you bringing in these New Japan teams. Maybe one week do randomly Aussie Open versus, uh, Versus FTR, you know what I mean? Be like, hey, we got these strong open weight on. Uh, we got these strong tag titles. Exactly, exactly. You, you, we got these strong tag titles. We want the IWGP tag titles. That's all. Like, that, bro, it's not hard. Like, it's not. It's so weird. Like, it's so. You have the best tag team in the world with three major titles. Have them, have them defend them on TV. So, like, it's conditioned in the fans' mind that they go, hey. Anybody at any time can challenge FTR. You know what I mean? And then at the pay-per-view, it could have just been Motor City Machine Guns. It's that simple. It's that. But instead, we we it was just and and then and then and then you can still do Wardlow versus Jay Lethal. You can you can even do FTR helping, you know what I'm saying? Uh uh Wardlow against Jay Lethal and his goonies. In fact, in fact, if you want to do that, if you want to still have the Murder City Machine... Why well, I keep saying they have been the Murder City Machine Guns in like 12 years. But uh, if you have the Motor... You can have the Motor City Machine Guns still be cool with Jay Lethal and Sanjay Dutt and all of them. But have them be like... And by the way, we're challenging y'all for the Ring of Honor. One of those tag, tag belts, you know what I mean? And you can still do... You have two title matches. You can have one few and, be, and have two title matches out of that few. You know what I mean? But instead we had this weird six-man. Where it just seemed like FTR was just tacked on to this Wardlow stuff. This Wardlow and Jay Lethal stuff. It's it's really weird. It's really weird. And in the match, I didn't think it was that great. It was fine because all six of these dudes can wrestle. I mean, hell, it was fine. But there's nothing behind it. Nothing. Zero. Nothing behind it. Like three stars, man. It was, it was fine. <laughs> all right, and next. Another match I was disappointed in, man. Powerhouse Hobbs versus Ricky Starks. It was five minutes long. And Hobbs just beat the shit out of him. <laughs> like, bro. <laughs> like, it was just five minutes. 
And then Hobbs just beat him. Very disappointing. I ain't got much else to say. Like, the way Starks was talking, I thought this would be like this fiery performance, even if he lost. We didn't get none of that. He just beat the shit out of him for five minutes and pinned him. <laughs> even the live crowd, it was like weird because when it ended, he was like, really? Like, he hit his spine buster, which is his finish. I think the whole crowd thought he was going to kick out. Including me. <laughs> it was so weird, man. It was like Hobbs just Hobbs beat the shit out of him and then pinned him. I I I I wouldn't I wouldn't call it a dud, but I was very disappointed. Let's put like I was hella disappointed by that match, especially because the promo work that Rick Starks did for uh, on on Dynamite and even in those video packages, like bro, he been cutting amazing fucking promos and getting over on TV, which is very weird. You had us go five minutes with with <laughs> with Hobbs just beating the shit out of him for five minutes. I, I didn't get that at all, man. I, 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 I didn't get I didn't get that at all. That was so weird. Oh, it was so weird. Alright, then next we have my match of the night. And honestly, match of the year candidate for me. Uh Swerving Our Glory, Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland versus the acclaim of Anthony Bowens and Max Caster. Look, man, I thought that this match would be good. I thought it would be good. I thought it would just be, you know, okay, yeah, they put on a good little performance, good little tag title match. Nah, man, like, this is my five from this show. I went five on this. I, 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 went, I went five on this. Like, this... <laughs> Shockingly for me, the match of this whole weekend, like... The, this is how this is how you do dramatic pro wrestling. The performance of Anthony Bowens in this match. This and it is so weird because <laughs> the claim is a nice little tag team. Not nothing special. They're a nice little tag team. You know what I mean? I always thought they were fine. They're cool. You know what I mean? They're not bad. But like, bro, this performance from Anthony Bowens, man. Like, like. Like the way he was selling, the way they set up, the way they set up was so beautiful on Dynamite when Swerve said, "You can never count on this dude because his injury, his body lets you down." And at the end of the day, he tried. He was he kicked out of the Swerve Stomp. He could. He, I think isn't he the first dude in AEW to kick out of the Swerve Stomp? I think I believe. You know what I mean? He kicked out, and bro. <laughs> <laughs> but but at the end of the day, his body gave out and they hit their finisher. And you know, it was it. What they hit, I don't think I've have they done that before? The power bomb, sword stop combination, the big bang, power bomb, the spirit bomb. Okay, I, I can't remember. But anyway, either way, like such great storytelling in this. I know people that was there, my boy Chase was there, C Dude 9590, he was saying it's one of the loudest fucking crowds he ever Okay, cool, cool, cool. I couldn't remember. It's one of the loudest fucking um fucking crowds he's ever been around. You know what I mean? But yeah, I know the swerve stop is swerve's finish, and that's the attack. Okay, yeah, I was being stupid. But um, but no one's kicked out of like the swerve stop, right? Like just by itself, right? No one's he was the first one to do it, I believe. I can't think of anybody. In either way. But um yeah, his body gave out on him. It was great. And then like my boy my boy Chase said it's one of the loudest crowds he ever been in. Like for the for the acclaim, you know what I'm saying? Like, bro, <laughs> it was so so beautiful. Like, I talk a lot of shit about Tony Khan, man, but like, I would have never thought to get this match the time that he gave it. You know what I mean? I would have gave it like maybe 
13 minutes, let them do like cool stuff or whatever. He let them go 20 minutes, bro. And it was amazing, man. Like it was such, such great. Anthony Bowens, man. Star making performance. Matt, Matt's caster was there too. Don't get me wrong. He, he was great. But that performance from Anthony Bowens is incredible. And that's why I say the young dudes talking about, um, like, well, some people talking about CM Punk only cares about himself. Yeah, they were, they were also good. Like, absolutely. Also good. Um, the young dudes talking about CM Punk was always out for himself. It's clearly not true because Anthony Bowen said he wouldn't have been able to pretty much put on a performances, put on a performance like that. You know what I mean? Without CM Punk pretty much telling him like, you know, Hey, this is what you did wrong. Things like that. I don't think it'd be possible if CM Punk didn't help him to some extent. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, fucking amazing, man. Like five star match and the show kind of peaked for me there. <laughs> Honestly, man, there's nothing against the rest of this show, but like it just kind of peaked for me there. Then next, Tony Tony Storm versus uh, Jamie Hader, Carl Rushida, and uh, that that woman that y'all know I don't like that much, uh, Britt Baker. Uh, I ain't really like this match. I'm I, and I'm gonna go a step further. I'm 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 gonna go a step further. I'm gonna go a step further. I like the TNT title match more than this one. <laughs> like, like I really did. I, I I liked it more than this one, cause like honestly, no, <laughs> I felt so bad for these women, cause like I, even even Britt Baker, cause they had to follow that tag title. <laughs> but yeah, man, I was bored. Like I, I was bo- I was bored until uh, the Britt Jamie stuff. You know what I mean, and you know I I felt like any of these women could have won and it would have been fine. Like even Hikaru Rashida. Because if Tony really wants to go, like, dominant champion deal, uh, yeah, I think she will, uh, Jake. I think she will. But um, if they want to go top dominant champion deal, you can actually have Sheeta, like, win this belt. You know what I mean? In addition to her, like, winning, you know, matches in Japan and stuff, just be like, yeah, she's the best woman in the world right now. You can have Britt Baker because that's obvious. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't like her, but that's obvious. You know what I mean? Jamie Hayter for the obvious reason to make Britt jealous. And Tony Storm, that was the plan anyway. So, he it was pretty much a win-win, win-win, win-win. You know what I mean? So, it was fine. I just thought the match was kind of boring. You know what I mean? Just thought it was kind of boring. Tony Storm, I, I I want I want the Tony Storm that was in that was in stardom and in the independence in Europe back. I want her back. You know what I mean? She hadn't been that in some years now. And I want her back. You know what I mean? She wasn't that when she was in the WWE. Before, well, when she couldn't work independence no more. I want the one that went to war with Mako Satomura back. That's the Tony Storm I want back. But, you know, I don't know if we'll ever get that person again. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, next, Christian. I'm not talking about uh, segments either, unless one pops in my head because I know I'm missing segments. I know I'm missing segments. It don't matter. Uh, next, we got Christian Cage versus Jungle Boy. Um, Dud. Dud, you could have did all this after the match, cause um, this is also a very hype match. Like they they hype this a lot. You know what I mean, this is another dynamite segment. This is a fucking dynamite segment. You know what I mean, and that's fine. He okay, he might be hurt. That's cool. That's cool. That's fine. That don't mean I can't be disappointed, Jim. <laughs> like bro, this should have been on dynamite. Oh my god, man. <laughs> Like, we all knew at some point Luchasaurus was going to turn. We we all knew that. Like, for this to be as hyped as it was, 
And for what we got, pretty much just to progress the story. I'm not saying the segment was bad, but like, bro, this shouldn't have been at the pay-per-view. This should not have been at the pay-per-view. Shouldn't have. Yeah, dud. Dud, man. Christian's great, though. Christian, great heel. Great, great, great heel. Great heel. Pretty, pretty incredible. Um, next, Brian Danielson versus Lionheart Chris Jericho. I ain't like this match either. I ain't really like it that much. Um, it was fine. It was good. It was good, but it was just very disjointed, lack energy. It's like the, honestly, truth be told, it's the worst Brian Danielson singles match in a very long time, right? Like the worst, the worst, like a Brian Danielson match with no energy. Like it was so, like it was, it was, yeah, it was very, it was well worked because Brian Danielson's great. But I don't know, man. I'm just, I'm, I'm over, I'm over Chris Jericho, man. I, I'm over Chris Jericho. I'm one of those people. I'm, and, and by the way, if more people jump on this bandwagon, y'all know I was ahead on this. I think that dude's cooked in the rain. I think he's, I think he's, I think he is. Hit, hit the last like time where I was like, yo, Chris Jericho could still do this in the ring. It, it I, I, I've, I've been saying like he, it was like even before, like, you know, more people have been, but like I was on that when like him and MJF was like teaming together and stuff. I was like, bro, this dude kind of cooked in the ring. He can still have great, yeah, that's the last great match he's had. You know what I mean? Well, like in the ring, he, he's cooked, man. That's just, I, I feel like this for a while. <laughs> like, it's a certain shit he cannot do anymore. He can do smoking mirrors and all that stuff, but as far as like wrestling, bro, he can't do that shit no more. He cannot. He cannot. And he's old as shit. You know what I mean? So that that's why. But yeah, like this match is like three and a half stars, and then plus the post match is weird because Dave Garcia didn't do nothing. Didn't <sighs> He didn't do nothing, man. He did nothing. What was the point of all of it if he didn't do anything? I, I guess. On Dynamite is where we'll get the resolution to everything. But this is the pay-per-view, man. See, 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 and that's the crutch everybody is. For a guy his age, for a guy his he's still cooked. Because he is his age. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and yeah, yeah, I, I think that's what they're going to do, too. But he still should have did something, man. It was so weird him just watching the monitor, like WWE style in the back. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was very weird. Very, very weird. Then we had the most pointless match on the show, period. <laughs> I think we all can agree. Uh, still all right, though. Uh, Darby Allen, Sting, and Miro versus the House of Black. Uh, one thing I want to say, the most memorable thing to me about this match was the House of Black's entrance. Like, my woman was, like, losing her shit because, like, she's super into horror. And, like, she likes, like, the aesthetic of the house. So, like, when she saw that curtain fall, she was like, this is the coolest shit of all time. <laughs> and she lost her mind. She was like... They, they're so cool. Like, we saw them live. She was like, because she didn't, she, I, don't, I don't think she remembered them. Like, when we saw them when they came to Columbia, she was like, oh, my God, this entrance. <laughs> like, she she likes shit like that. You know what I mean? Like, she likes, like, B-movies and, you know, slasher films and psychological thrillers and stuff. Like, you ever seen the movie Wrong Turn? It's, like, one of her favorite movies. Shit like that. Like, she likes shit like that. You know what I mean? So, she was losing her mind when she saw, like, the aesthetic of them. <laughs> That's what I remember the most from that match. It was fine. It was fine. I did like the finish. Finish was really creative. But the match itself was just, just kind of fine. And Malachi Black blowing a kiss and waving off the live crowd as he was going to the back. 
I know a lot of people think, oh, this means he's go leaving and going to the dirt. No, I just think he's taking time off. This is the dude that said, uh, uh, be, you know what I'm saying, just the last few months have been weighing on him mentally. Uh, he's also has like a, like a track record of like a dude that battles depression. You know what I mean? Like if you follow him before he got signed to the WWE and even while he was in the WWE, if you watch him on Twitch, he talked about it. You know what I mean? Like the dude is, is always has a constant battle with depression and he wanted some time off. You know what I mean? Like pe people interpreted that as now, if he goes to the WWE, then he goes, then I'm totally wrong. But I think this is just like any other time where he, like he's always discussed, like he, he battles depression. You know what I mean? So I think it's the same deal. Like he needed time off. He needs time. It's just that simple. I don't think there's anything else to read into that. And if they lose him, I mean, it would suck. <laughs> but I don't think that's gonna. Ha I don't think that's gonna happen. I th and I know. I know the report was uh, he requested his release, and Tony Khan denied it. I think he requested his release so he can go home. <laughs> I don't think it's the. I want to go to the WWE. No, I think he want to go home. I think his his uh, his woman being in the WWE has a little bit to do with it, and I know being away from her is probably hard and things like that. You know what I mean? But does she even does she do anything on fucking <laughs> like I don't know I don't I don't watch it enough, but does she even do anything on that fucking show? It's Karen. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> oh come on, man! Come on, don't do that! Don't do that! Don't do that, man! She fine as hell though. She fine as hell. That's probably why. She bad. And, you know, he probably wants to go home with her. You know what I mean? So that's that's fine, man. Like, let, let that man. Let that man go home, man. Yeah, let, let, let that man go home. That's all. But, uh, all right. So the last match on this card. Uh, the last match on this card. CM Punk versus John Moxley for the AEW World title. It is, without a doubt, a great match. It's, without a doubt, a great match. I think that, and it's going to sound crazy, <laughs> I don't think it was the best world title match of the weekend, though. Oh, my God. I can't believe I said that. <laughs> That's so crazy. That's so crazy saying that. <laughs> but I don't think it was the best world title match of the weekend, man. And honestly, I think it's the weakest, like, John Moxley big match in a long time. Not not saying not saying it, it, it was great. But, like, John Moxley in, like, the main event, probably since, like, the GCW Hammerstein show. <laughs> like, but John Moxley in, like, big matches all year has been, like, over-delivering and delivering, like, classic fucking crazy ass. Like, he's definitely, like, a Wrestle of the Year contender. And, like, yeah, I guess this also goes, this also goes on the resume. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Goes on the resume. But it's not, um, it's not just up to, like, some of his like top tier matches, like the match, the match with Osprey, the even the four way that he had at that New Japan show with um Juice, Will Osprey, and Tanahashi, it's not up there with um. Yeah, yeah, him and Homicide was terrible. <laughs> it was terrible. It was terrible. Um, it's it's not up to it's not up to par with um, even uh some of his even the match he had with Willie Utah. Was that this year or last year? That was last year, right? Am I tripping? Is that this year or last year? That was this year, right? Yeah, that was this year. That was this year. Yeah, it's not up to that. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, the Mox and Tony Deppin joint. That, that was another one. You know I, mean? I don't think it was as good as that. You know what I'm saying? So, like, yeah, like, it's just not him and Tanahashi at Forbidden Door. 
How did I forget about that? Like, I don't think it was as good as that either. You know what I mean? So, I don't think it was as good as him and Desperado either. Uh, the match they had at, um, the, the hardcore match they had. I don't think it was as good as that either. So, like, this, you know, just in the grand scheme of, like, his, like, big, like, matches this year. It's one of the weaker ones. You know what I mean? Still great. Still great. You know what I mean? And I really like the finish. Like, the exchange at the end was so dramatic. And 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 honestly, the crowd made that like better than it was too. And the the, the drama at the end of that, like legit, I didn't know who was gonna win. Like to me, that because honestly, I was like, this is really good. But like that that last exchange put that over the top for me. You know what I mean? Like yeah, good stuff from both men at the end, <laughs> the whole match, but especially at the end. Then after CM Punk wins, which I didn't want, I didn't want, I didn't want, and and. I think another thing that uh, bothered me about it too, when they did the angle on on Dynamite with CM Punk and his bad leg, the leg barely played into the match. Like I wanted Punk to turn, you know what I mean, to beat Moxley or whatever, right? But I guess judging by how things turned out, <laughs> I see why they didn't do that. You know what I mean? With what I'm gonna get into in a second, but. The leg should have still played a bigger part than it did. You know what I mean? And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it didn't play a part at all. But it should have been a bigger one. It was more so about Punk's elbow, which I thought was a mistake. Like, Punk should have did that and, like, could barely walk. You know what I mean? Like, by the end, he should, like, that last GTS, he hits it and he's, like, clutching his foot. You know what I mean? Something like that. You know what I mean? And I feel like the whole match should have been around his foot. I don't know... If you guys have ever seen what, well, yes, y'all have. Y'all watching this. Uh, y'all listening to this. Um, the uh, Tanahashi and Okada match from Invasion Attack 2013, where the whole match is centered around both of their arms. You know what I mean? Tanahashi starts going after Okada's arm, you know what I mean? Because the Rainmaker. And you know what I mean? And Okada's like, all right, to play that game. So, like, they both got busted arms by the end of the match. You know what I mean? And they're selling the entire... One of the greatest matches of all time, by the way, if you've never seen it. If you listen to this and somehow you've never seen... <laughs> I don't see how it's possible, but somehow you've never seen... You know what I mean? I, they should have did something like that with Punk's foot. You know what I mean? And they didn't do that. It was It was real... It was real weird, man. It was real, I guess they didn't want to do that in front of that live crowd. But I think they would have ate that up. I, I, I really do think they would have ate that up. Because Tony Khan, for all the all the praise I give him for uh, giving his fans credit for being able to catch stuff, he didn't give them any credit for that because I feel like they would have caught that, man. I feel like they would have caught that. I don't know. But, um, yeah, great match, though. Then after the match, tremendous segment. Tremendous, tremendous. Dear God, tremendous segment. And I don't know who to give credit. I don't know who to get. I don't know whether to give uh, MJF credit for this or Tony Khan credit for this. But so great. You hear the, you, you see the fucking snow on the screen. Then you hear the voicemail of, um, well, not the voicemail, but the voice record. It might have been a voicemail. Either way, you hear Tony Khan, you know, and I'm going to give you this amount of money. You ain't got to sign an extension. You know what I mean? But you got to be it all out. You know what I'm saying? It was really cool. It reminded me of ECW. That's a very good point. And <laughs> then the next thing they play 
is Punk turning evil in Ring of Honor. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convince you he didn't exist. You know what I mean? And it's pretty much the same thing MJF did where he squeezed Tony Khan like, yo, I'm I'm be out of here. I'm I'm out of here. You know what I mean? Pay me. You know what I'm saying? And then he did the same. It was so, so beautiful. So beautiful. You know what I mean? I don't know who's responsible. <laughs> I don't know if it was Tony. I don't know if it was MJF, but whoever it might have been both of them. So well done. So and even like, even like in the it it, it was wild because like my lady saw it and like she loves MJF like that's like her her guy Jonathan Gresham MJF can't be two more different pro wrestlers love them both though <laughs> when she saw like him put on the Burberry skull she let's go <laughs> really good man like really well done really well done man really well done not gonna lie um. All in all, man, really good show. Like, not great. Really good show. Uh, if I had to rate it out of 10, exactly, I'm the devil, exactly. If I had to rate it out of 10, I'd give it like an 8. You know what I mean? So I guess that is a great show. But like a low 8. You know what I mean? Like, like a low 8. You know what I'm saying? It was a lot of stuff on here that was pointless. You trim some of the fat on this show, you got something. You got, you rocking with something. You know what I mean? You rocking with something. All right. But next... I can't believe it. So on a whim, on a whim, on Saturday, I'm chilling in the bed watching, uh, what was I watching? College football on my phone. And I go, you know what, man? The WWE is in England. Let me check this out, man. Let me watch, uh, let me watch what they do in England. The, the British, the, the British, well, not, excuse me. Sorry, excuse me. Not England. They're in Wales. I apologize. Why did I say England? They're in Cardiff. I apologize. Very uh, <laughs> uncultured of me. But um, I didn't see this whole show. I didn't see this whole show. I Well, I didn't see the first match, the pre-show match. Didn't see that. Uh, so I can't really talk about that. But all in all, this was good. I've seen some people say it's better than All Out. Ah, calm down. <laughs> God, I don't think it was better than All Out. I don't, think, I, don't, I don't know about that. But it was good. Like I'm not going to lie. It had a legit match of the year candidate. Arguably too. So I can't. I, I'm, I'm, hey, I'm shocked too. I'm, I'm, listen, man. Hey, look. <laughs> I'm doing a bit, but like, honestly, I'm a, I'm a fan of Triple H's booking. I really am. I, I enjoyed all his NXT until the day Adam Cole left. I loved it all. Um, the thing that, that, that I think is weird though about the Triple H like commentary and discourse is that they paint him as some sort of man of the people. Like, you know what I mean? And he's not a man of the people. Like he's not. The motherfucker killed Brit Rest. Like he killed it. NXT UK folded, and and even while like as a result, it still killed progress. Like like while doing it, you know what I mean? It's very weird. Like when people go, he's a man of the people. He killed progress. He get, he attempted to kill Rev Pro. He 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 he. Well, he damn near did kill Rev Pro. You know what I mean? Like I don't think that's cool that he went over there and did that. He tried to massacre the U.S. independent scene. He's not a man of the people. You know what I mean? He's a he's still a WWE dude. Just because you like his shows, 
<laughs> that don't mean he's a man of the people. Hell, they they consumed Evolve. You know what I mean? Like they consumed it. They took all of Gabe's talent. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. He did. He killed. You know what I'm saying? He could. He consumed it. You know what I'm saying? So is this weird? Like, oh, Triple H is this man of the people? I think it's weird. You know what I mean? Just because you like, just because you like NXT, and I did too. You know what I mean? I thought that narrative was very odd. You know what I'm saying? He's putting on great wrestling shows. Can it just be that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Can it can it just be that? Because I am a fan of his booking. You know what I mean? And if this show was a snapshot of what the WWE will be all the time, I would check it out. You know what I mean? They have, with this show, honestly with this show, they have bought me, well, I can't say bought me, but they have convinced me to check out the next big show. I'm not going to watch Raw and SmackDown. But, like, if he keeps deli- if he can deliver big shows like this, right, I'll check them out. You know what I mean? I will. Because, like, it got to the point where I watched NXT every week, right? And that show went from being the best show on TV to not so great. You know what I mean? It had good matches, but it wasn't so great. 2.0 is terrible. But <laughs> but it went from, like, being not so great, still good. Hell, it was some weeks the matches were better than, like, Dynamite. You know what I mean? But, like, the show itself, eh, not so great. But TakeOver, every time, was a lock. That was a lot. You were getting a great wrestling show with TakeOver. Triple H, say whatever you want about him, not, you know what I'm saying, but he would give you the big shows with Deliver. You know what I mean? Every time. Hands down, NXT NXT TakeOver was the safest bet in pro wrestling. I will die on the hill that NXT, uh, what's it called, NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 2019 is the greatest WWE show ever. One, one of, honestly, one of the greatest pro wrestling shows of all time. 10 out of 10 show. A perfect wrestling show from t- from start to finish. Like, legit. Each match was, like, like fucking, like, just, just a beautiful wrestling show from start to finish. And then it ended with maybe the greatest WWE match of all time. It's probably mine, honestly. In the history of that company, Gargano Cole, two out of three falls, is probably mine. You know what I mean? Just, yeah. Like, yeah, just... Just a man. That that was honestly that was the match where like, and I'm gonna get to the show, but I just want to share this. Like when when me and my woman, I talk about her a lot because if y'all can't tell, I love her to death. But uh, when me and my woman first got together, she found out that you know I like pro wrestling. You know what I mean? And I would show her because she was like, you know, show show me this stuff because I don't really get. I like she got the stigma behind, but she didn't really understand it. So I showed her some stuff, and she was into it. But that was the one where she was like, oh, oh, I get it. I get it now. You know what I mean? Like, that was the match. I get it now. She heard that crowd. She got into the drama. She got into the math of the two out of three falls and all that stuff. You know what I mean? Then I showed her Omega Okada 4. <laughs> but I, but she told me, like, even after, like, I showed her Omega Okada 4, she said she liked the Cole Gargano match better. I think because it was shorter. <laughs> you know what I mean but um yeah like she by the end though she was all in she was she got it you know what I mean she got it you know what I mean and Triple H Triple H could do that you know what I mean it yeah I'm glad you brought that up Jim it got to the point when we first got together I ruined wrestling for her like she can't watch like the weekly TV cause it's just not as good as like 
some of the stuff I she just she can't get into it if it's not as good as like some of the stuff I like I've shown her Masao Kobashi I've shown her a Hakuto Kandori uh Kong and Toyota um some of the stuff from like the glory days of Ring of Honor you know what I mean so she's seen like peak like how it's perfect for rest so like if it doesn't reach like you know that it's just not you know what I mean you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know, I know, I know. It is what it is. But uh, yeah, let me focus. Okay, back to the <laughs> fucking. See, I didn't see the uh, pre-show match. Didn't see that. But um, I did see Damage Control versus Beyond. Oh shit! Oh snap! I, I got a text from somebody I hadn't seen in a while. But anyway, <laughs> but um, <laughs> I did see Damage Control versus uh Bianca Belair, Alexa Bliss, and Oscar. It's a really good match. The crowd, again, super into Bianca Belair, super into all these women. And honestly, this is Triple H. This is Triple H's booking. You see what he did? He did what, you see, Triple H, man. <laughs> like, he's a good booker. He's a good booker. He did what Gato would do, where you have the heel group, and you have their leader pin the champion. You know what I mean? And that's how they call their shot. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want my title shot, because I pinned the champion. You know what I'm saying? And, like, all her lackeys helped her do it, but she still got the pin. You know what I'm saying? The visual of her pinning Bianca and standing over her is her claim to, I want it, you know what I'm saying? I want a title shot. You know what I mean? Now, if the weekly, if the weekly show, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, if they kind of build off that, then, yeah, that's what, they would do that with NXT. You know what I mean? I, th I thought that was good. Like, the visual of them standing over Bianca, I thought was really powerful and said a lot. You know what I mean? I was like, yo, this is good stuff. This is good, this is good stuff. Next we have... <laughs> the best WWE match since Cena, AJ Styles won, probably. The best WWE main roster match since that. I saw that Hell in a Cell match that everybody's losing their shit over, that Cody and Seth Rollins match. It was great. It was great, don't get me wrong. And I'm going to get to him in a second. But this this blew that out the water, man. This, this is... <laughs> this is a fight I never thought I would see from that company. Like, on the main roster. Like, ever. Like, it's so... <laughs> but yeah. Uh, Gunther, formerly known as Walter. And Imperium, which was cool how they did it. Uh, versus Sheamus. With uh, his homeboys, who I can't remember. Um, Pete Dunn and homeboy. I can't remember his name. Um, excuse me, Butch. I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh, even that was great. The way they did that was great. They, they before the, as soon as the match started, they're staring each other down and then chaos is around them. It's the groups just fighting each other and then they take, they take each other out. And that visual of them just standing there, just looking at each other. While the groups are around them, like, kicking each other's asses. That was the coolest looking shit in the world. It looked like a fucking, like, like, it looked like an action movie or something. I was like, yo, this is awesome. This is, <laughs> this is fucking awesome, man. And then they just beat the dog shit out of each other for 20 minutes. Chops, slaps, just, just beating the shit out of each other, man. Like, Sheamus's chest, greatest match, greatest match of, of Sheamus's career. Hands down, easily. Not the best match of Walter's career, but the best, easily the best match of Sheamus's career, and it ain't close. You know what I mean? I'm talking about just, 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 just nasty stuff, man. Just, 
just 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 slaps and just it it, it legit like it it was it was <laughs> it was and it was wild to me seeing like WWE fans like just people that watch the main roster react to this match and like I was just reading my timeline just looking at people react to this match and I'm like bro this is what we tell you when there's like when we goes yo there's better wrestling out here than just this company you know what I mean like this is an example of it Triple H has brought it to you. He used to bring it to you at NXT, but so many of you motherfuckers wouldn't watch it. You know what I mean? Now it's in your face. <laughs> like, this is what we would tell y'all. Like, bro, this stuff that y'all lose your mind about, like, the, like, just some of the stuff that they would call, like, match of the year, five stars. I'm like, bro, you need to watch more wrestling. I hate to sound elitist. I hate to sound elitist. But, like, bro, it just is what it is. If you believe that that Usos and Street Profits match from, like, a few months ago was, like, a five-star match of the year candidate, I'm sorry. You need to watch more wrestling. <laughs> like, they've had better matches on TV than that match, yeah. Y'all know the one. Y'all, I don't have to get into it. Y'all know the one I'm talking about. <laughs> the one the whole time. Oh, match of the year candidate. You know what I mean? Like, no, no. That Sheamus and Gunther match is a real match of the year candidate. That is a match. Yeah, you. Yeah, y'all all know the one I'm talking about. That's a real match of the year candidate. That's the one. And I know everybody has their own scale and things that they gravitate to and things like that. But like, bro. Even you have to, even even you have to acknowledge that, like sometimes, it's not always what it is. You know what I mean? Even if you like something more than other people, you know what I mean? You're in the minority, and it's fine to be in a minority sometimes. Absolutely fine. But like, bro, that's just that's crazy to me. That <laughs> yeah, the best WWE match in God knows when, man. So great, so fucking great, man. Jesus Christ, Star, like, I know Sheamus was already established in the company, but, like, dear God, man, like, like, like to me, this established him as a, as a legit tough dude, you know what I mean, like, good, good God, I fucking love that match, man, <laughs> I've seen it three times, <laughs> and it was almost the match of the weekend for me if it wasn't for that tag title match, it was almost the match of the weekend for me, very close, um, then next, <sighs> Liv Morgan versus Shayna Baszler. I okay. I want to say this. I want to be fair to Liv. I want to be fair to Liv. I want to be fair to Liv. Uh, if they really do want to establish her, she she should have won this match absolutely. But it just makes me sad what they've done to Shayna Baszler because like Shayna Shayna Baszler Shayna Baszler is a better version of Ronda Rousey. She's she's Ronda Rousey. Ronda Ronda Rousey was good, honestly. Honestly, the easiest thing that Ronda Rousey could do. Uh, I, I, I'm not going to disrespect Liv. I'm not. I'm not. I'm going to get to her. But the, honestly, if Ronda, this is just a random Ronda real quick. If Ronda really wants to get better, right? If she really wants to get better, she should watch tapes of somebody like Minoru Suzuki. You know what I mean? Or somebody like uh, fucking uh, Keno and Noah. Or somebody like um, Masaki Mochizuki. Or uh, somebody like even... I know she's probably seen Kurt Angle. But like even beyond like Kurt Angle. Like guys like... You know, don't say his name. But Chris Benoit. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what she should do. Shayna Baszler is a student of pro wrestling. I know she's not doing that. And she should. The reason why Shayna has gotten so much better. 
she was always good, but she's gotten so much better. It's because she's a student, man. Like she's like she she watches Minoru Suzuki. You know what I mean? You can tell, you can see it. You know what I'm saying? Like she watches like people like that. You know what I mean? And like, cause really, you want to feel legitimate. I'm not saying you have to copy what they do, but the reason why nothing Ronda does feels legitimate is because she doesn't know how legitimate it's supposed to look in pro wrestling. She doesn't know, you know what I mean? Shayna Baszler knows. Like, Shayna Baszler understands, like, yo, I'm going to get over it. Well, when she was over before they killed her. I'm going to get over by making everything I do look like death. You know what I mean? Look like it really hurts you. Fuck all the, the weird smoke and mirrors, charisma, all that shit. Like, nah. I'm going to look like I'm beating you up and breaking your bones, which is all Ronda Rousey has to do. But she won't study pro wrestling. You know what I mean? She won't do it. Whatever, man. Whatever. whatever. That's enough about her. Uh, the ma- I, I actually thought the match was good. It just bothered me. <laughs> it just bothered me, man, because Shayna losing to fucking Liv Morgan, it just it bothered me here, man. But I actually thought the match was good, honestly. I don't think Liv Morgan is bad. I just don't think they, I just, it, it, that was a little weird, yeah. I just don't think they believe in her, and I think it's obvious, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, she could beat Shayna Baszler, because you didn't ruin Shayna Baszler, but whenever she faced someone that matters, it, it's always some banana peel way she wins, or like, like, yo, that money in the bank briefcase don't help nobody! Oh my god, it doesn't help anyone! It Who has it helped? Who the fuck has that briefcase helped? Since, other than Edge... And the Miz at first, who is that thing helped, man? Yeah, you know I mean, she's a banana peel champion, just like fucking Big E was a banana peel champion. You know what I mean? That thing is it's supposed to it's designed to help the star of the future, right? If Triple H really want me to come out, here's a challenge to fucking Hunter. If you want me to watch that show every week, get rid of that fucking briefcase, man. That need to be the last time. Fucking Liv Morgan and uh and who else who won the men's one? Oh, 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 yeah, we're going to get to that son of a bitch. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, I know. We're going to get to him. But but uh, but uh, Liv Morgan and fucking him, you know what I mean, <laughs> mean nothing. You know what I'm saying? That that briefcase means Jack. Get rid of that son of a bitch. And I guess, I guess it helped Rob Van Dam, too. But he had it for, like, all of five minutes because we knew when he was going to catch it in, he said it. But, like, for the most part, nobody. It helped nobody. For the most part, no one. You know, get rid of that thing. That, that's my TED Talk. Moving on. Then next we had Edge and Rey Mysterio with Dominic versus Judgment Day of Finn Balor and Damian Priest. I miss Prince Devitt. That's all I'll say. With, oh yeah, Rhea Ripley was on, in their corner too. The match was good though. I, I, I can't front. The match was good. I felt like it was going a bit too long, but the match was good. You know what I mean? For for what they got to, you honestly, it should have been like just a, like a five-minute sprint. And then you do the same finish. You know I mean? You do, you know what I'm saying, uh, them turning or whatever. I thought it was a little weird, though, if Dominic turned and Edge and Ray still won the match. Why don't you just have, why don't you just have him turn and cost them the match? You know what I mean? That was really weird. That was really, I thought that was odd, man. Um. Again, I there's nothing they can do to make me care about Dominic Mysterio, but I will say, I hope he does wrestle different because him just doing his dad's moves is just is just awkward and terrible. 
You know what I mean? <laughs> so maybe if he wrestles a little bit different, maybe he'll settle into something different and maybe he'll improve. You know what I mean? Maybe, maybe, maybe he will, but like him just doing his dad's moves is just terrible. Yeah, I mean, plus his character was was awful. Maybe this whole new thing is better. I don't know. Y'all keep me posted. I'm not back to watching the weekly show yet, <laughs> but y'all keep me posted. You know, what I mean, tell me if it gets any better. But um, yeah, I thought the match was good though. Like three and a quarter stars, it was cool. You know, what I mean. Then next we had Matt Riddle versus Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins is the most overrated pro wrestler on the planet. He's the most overrated pro wrestler on the planet. He's a good wrestler that has consistently good matches because he's a good pro wrestler. Even arguably a great one, but I've seen some people say he's the best wrestler on earth. That's crazy. Even Tyler Black, yo, even Tyler Black, Jim, is not the wrestler they act like Seth Rollins is. I've seen some people say that Seth Rollins is, is better than everybody else on the planet. He's not a better in-ring performer than Will Ospreay or uh, Kazuchika Okada or Kenny Omega or John Moxley or or even some of the dudes in his. I ain't even gotta leave his company. I don't even have to leave his company. He's not better than fucking Ricochet. He don't peak higher than Roman Reigns or Drew McIntyre. And and in some ways, he's not better. He's not better than AJ Styles. We ain't even gotta leave the company. We don't have to leave the company. He's not. He's the, he is the single most overrated wrestler in the world. I've seen from, some people say he's the best character in all of pro wrestling. He's not a better character than MJF. He's not a better character than Jay White. He's not a better character than fucking than Mance Warner or uh, or or even who's some other great characters? Y'all give me some great characters. He's not a better character than any of the dudes I named. You know what I mean? None of them. It's not even close, bro. Why do we keep doing this? Like, why do we keep like, yeah, the, the gimmick is it's just him being a, a discount version of the Joker. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm sick of it, bro. I'm sick of it. I'm tired of it. That being said, this match was good. <laughs> I talked all this shit to say, the match was good. You know what I mean? Um, it started slow as fuck, though. And then as I was watching, I was like, I wonder how many people are going to convince themselves that this is a great match. Because it's Seth Rollins who has consistently good matches. Because he's a good wrestler. You know what I mean? Even when he was Tyler Black. Like, I, I will say this. He's a more well-rounded performer than he was then. You know what I mean? I know y'all remember the personality of Tyler Black. <laughs> or lack thereof. You know what I'm saying? So I will say that. He's definitely a more well-rounded performer. Absolutely. I think in the ring, he's about the same. And he's a better personality than he used to be. Absolutely. But, like, yeah, he's not. he's not fucking any of those dudes I named in any way. I seen some dudes say his promos are incredible. You really think he cuts better promos than Switchblade Jay White? That's crazy. That's stupid. You think he cuts better promos than Eddie Kingston? That's dumb. That's so dumb. Think he cuts better promos than John Moxley? Hell, we can stay in his company. He cuts better promos than Cody? <sighs> overrated, man. Most overrated fucking wrestler on earth good match though good match even though it started slow then next the best world title match of the week <laughs> uh drew mcintyre versus Roman reigns man um it's a shade worse than gunther and, and sheamus but bro if somebody told me that this is their favorite match 
and somebody gave this like five stars and was like, yo, this is amazing. I would knock them, man. Like, yo, this match is amazing. Like, the drama in this is so incredible. The only reason I didn't go higher on it, because it did start kind of slow. Yeah, I mean, and like, I know why they were doing that. They were, you know, stalling, getting, letting the crowd get their shit off. They were working at their own pace. But when it really got going, bro, this is sports entertainment at the peak of its powers, man. Even the Austin Theory thing, him running out and threatening to cash in. And um, what's it called? Um, Tyson Fury punching him in the face. Yeah, I mean, all that work too. Very sports entertainment. But the thing is, that dude is supposed to have a, a fucking get a championship free card. And he keeps looking like a, do- a goofball. Eventually, he's going to cash this thing in. This thing is designed to help people. You know what I'm saying? And it doesn't help if this dude keeps getting knocked out and like funny shit happen to him, man. It's very weird. It's very weird. It's very weird. But um, all that being said, though, this match was incredible. Even the the promo package before it started with uh with Broken Dreams playing and like they show like Drew's entire career, like even clips like when he got released and before he got to the WWE and when he came back and stuff. That shit gave me chills. I'm not gonna lie, that that I watched that promo package like three, four times. Very well done, man. Like, like look, look, I can call it, I can call it spade a spade, man. They, they, they kicked ass. Like they knocked it out the park with the, with that match and the Gunther and Sheamus match. They knocked it out the park with both of those, man. I ain't gonna lie. Like that, that main event is everything I want this company to be, man. That's all they got to do. I don't expect every match to be Gunther and Sheamus. But they can do that. They can do that main event. They can. And this crowd wanting to actually watch pro wrestling helped them so much. The thing that the thing that scares me though, I feel like when they get back to the states, uh, we're just gonna go back to people flipping through their phones. Or I mean, I guess I hadn't watched Raw. You know what I mean? We're just gonna go back to people scrolling through their phones and not paying attention to the show and barely reacting. You know what I mean? People calling these crowds hot that aren't really hot. But then you turn to Dynamite and you see this crowd going nuts for it. But you know, I ain't gonna get in there. I don't get it now. I don't want to get people mad. Um, but it's true. You know what I'm saying? But that crowd in fucking Cardiff wanted to see, you know what I'm saying, pro wrestling. You know what I mean? They they, they made Drew McIntyre seem like a, just a megastar. I cut it off before he started singing after he lost. So, like, you know, because I, 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 I know that, that that's dumb. There's no defense of that. So, I can't really comment on that. I just know what happened. You know what I mean? But that's stupid. That is stupid. But yeah, that, that show was great, man. If I had to rate that, maybe seven and a half. I can't say great, but good. Seven and a half, seven, seven, five. You know what I mean? It was good. It, even eight, maybe. It's a really good show. It's a re- well, yeah, good show. Really good show. Re- with two fantastic matches. I feel like without these two matches, <laughs> or if these two matches just, you know, a, you know, a little worse, I wouldn't like it as much as I did, but like legit two real match of the year candidates on this show. Two honest to God match of the year candidates on this show. Kind of crazy, man. I never expected that from the WWE main roster ever again. You know what I mean? Because it's been so long since they had actual match of the year candidates. You know what I mean? Not just ones that WWE fans that don't watch enough wrestling say are match of the year candidates. Two real match of the year candidates, man. It was crazy. It was, I'm not going to lie, man. I give, I give a spade a spade, man. If it's going to look like this, I will watch it. I will watch the big shows, absolutely. 
So I was a fan of I was a fan of um NXT. It'd be hypocritical for me to not, you know what I'm saying? It'd be hypocritical. It would. All right. <laughs> Two more things I want to talk about quick before I get up out of here. First thing, uh, over Labor Day weekend, New Japan uh, put on a show, and it was a road to show, nothing of merit, nothing very important happened on the show, other than the fans were cheering. Oh, my God, I almost cried. <laughs> they were cheering. It was a cheering crowd. They were cheering stuff, guys. They were making noise. Can you believe it? Oh my God, man! Oh my God, it was so cathartic. That crowd, the whole crowd chanted "Kaze Nina Ray." <laughs> when Minoru Suzuki got in the ring, bro, all of the problems that people had with New Japan over the pandemic were because of this crowd. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, the moment that crowds are back to normal again, people will see, bro. Like, like people, people will see, man. They, the roster is stacked. They have so many storylines just on the table. Even the House of Torture stuff felt hot. Like, bro, <laughs> it was so weird. Like, yo, they came out there. That that was the hottest that crowd was for that whole show was booing them motherfuckers. I know some people say it's go away heat. It very well may be, but they were even into the match. They So, so maybe it wasn't because it was a bit of both. You know what I mean? Like, bro, so, so like... <laughs> I bet when that happened, Gato was like, Gato was popping his collar a bit, like, yeah, I tried to tell y'all, I knew, I know what I'm doing, I know what I'm doing, y'all don't, <laughs> but yeah, man, they were cheering, oh my god, oh my god, I almost cried, I almost cried, the show isn't that great, I mean, it's a road to show, but they were cheering, I wanted to see people cheer, and Cork and Hall was cheering, man, oh man, try not to cry now, but um, even though we're right back to clapping, that hopefully these it's real, at this point New Japan wants to do it. All these companies want to just have their fans cheer, but it's really up to the venues. And let me ask y'all a question: If you're a pro wrestling company in Japan, regardless of the company, they tell you we can sell eighty percent of our tickets, eighty even a hundred percent of our tickets, but the fans can't cheer; they have to clap. You know what I mean? The fan, like they tell you, like we will sell a hundred percent of our tickets, but the fans have to clap. Or you can sell fifty percent of your tickets, and they can cheer all they want to. If you're the company, which one are you choosing? It's just that simple. It's business, man, and it's it's unfortunate. It's unfor It's really up to these venues, man. It's it's really up. It's not these companies. It's these venues, and you can tell by watching that show. That crowd was restless, man. They they wanted to cheer. They were <laughs> they were losing their shit for every little thing, bro. Like they they wanted that, man. Hell, when uh when Peter Pan uh, DDT's Peter Pan, they had cheering too. Like that crowd, they they were they were losing their shit for everything, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like it's at the point now where I feel like. Japan needs to realize, like, bro, this thing ain't going nowhere. It's not going nowhere, man. Let these people cheer. Let these people cheer. When Russell Kingdom rolls around, and I and I think that I think that they think they'll be able to have cheering crowds by Russell Kingdom. You know what I mean? Oh, good shit. You got them both. Good shit. Um, but I think they think they'll have cheering by Russell Kingdom. And if that's the case, man, I just want the top two to be Jay White versus Okada in the dome for the title. Uh, and Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay because those crowds will be nuclear for both 
and both for very different reasons. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that the, that's, that's, that's what I want, man. Just give me that. I don't care what the rest of the car look like. I don't give a damn. I do not care. <laughs> Just give me those two at the top, man. Just get Because, like, yo, New, New Japan, I swear to God. I swear to God. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. When shit gets relatively normal in Japan, y'all will see their powers again. They're sitting on a bomb, bro. They're sitting on a bomb. They're sitting on it, man. That's all I want. Yeah, yeah. Kenny, Kenny and Osprey at uh, Arthur Ashe would be cool. A hundred percent. And it would be cool if if they did. I think if they did that, Kenny has to get the win there, and then you get Will his win back at the dome. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I know he's back in Japan, but like, yeah, that if you were to do that, that's how you would do it. You know what I mean? That's how I would do it. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, man, do 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 Kenny, do Kenny and Will at the dome, do Kenny and Will at the dome, and do Okada and Jay White have Okada? At, I feel like at the dome, um, yeah, I like to see that too. Danielson and ZSJ, but uh, Danielson already said he don't want to work in Japan if they ain't cheering. But I think that they think they will have cheering. I really do think that. I, th- I think that they believe that. But they also thought they would have that for the best of Super Junior final. So who knows, man? Who knows? Like, it's, it's really up to these venues, man. Like, the Tokyo Dome, come on, man. Let these people cheer. They have, like, baseball stadiums full of people cheering. Let these people cheer, man. Let them cheer. Let them cheer. All right. Also wanted to talk about before I got out here the five star Grand Prix. I'm not gonna talk that much about it because I'm behind as fuck. But some of these uh some of these results are shocking, man. I thought um I thought uh Julia Julia was my pick to win this whole thing. You know what I mean? Her sitting at 10, firmly behind Hazuki, especially with Hazuki having the tiebreaker. Very weird, you know what I mean? I didn't expect I didn't expect that. Uh, <laughs> uh Suri at eight. That's crazy. <laughs> Momo at six. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, bro, these these results are nuts. I have no clue who's going to win this thing. No clue. No clue. So if you watch Stardom and you got any ideas, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm very open to them. Uh, uh, hit me up via Twitter as such because I don't know. Like, I'm I'm only on night, night six. Like, I'm behind like four shows behind. But, like, yeah, like, these results, man, just kind of crazy. Kind of crazy, bro. But um, we are Stardom. Definitely check out Stardom. Best Joshi pro wrestling since since the 90s, man. Since the gold nigger, man. Since, the, since, that, since that time period. Like, definitely check all that shit out, man. Uh, the most talented woman in the world. So much so that people fantasy book them against these American wrestlers and they make me want to pull my hair out. Like I, I told, I told someone that um, Ju- yeah, no, okay, okay, Julia would be a good a good choice for that IWGP women's title, but I really do think they're gonna go with somebody like Mayu because of her crossover appeal. Like Julia, I love Julia, love her to death, but I think Mayu has more crossover appeal with like over here just because her move set. You know what I mean? Like her move, the the yeah, like the high, the high, and plus she's already been here. You know what I'm saying? Like the high impact stuff and like what she does, it definitely would cross over more here. You know what I mean? But I mean, hey, look, look, man, it, it, this whole roster full of talented women. <laughs> um, and at some point, I hope that they get to work with you know some of the women over here more. Like I hope 
due to New Japan's relationship with AEW, we do get some of the women in AEW, but I don't want somebody like Britt Baker pinning somebody like Mayu Iwatani. That that drive me nuts. If she pinned Momu Watanabe, I might not ever watch AEW again. <laughs> I might be done with that shit, man. But, um, yeah. Check it out, though. Five-star Grand Prix. We are stardom. But, you know, support. I holla at y'all, though. Peace.